You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are uh, going to talk about selfless, which talks about marriage. Last week, okay, Pastor JR was here and he preached about um, selfless love and uh, to lay down a groundwork about, uh, about the foundation. And, and, and since it's February uh, th- uh, to, uh, this month, uh, mahalaga po yung ating pinag-uusapan kasi pagka-February, ang alam po natin, uh, meron pong isang naalala po tayo pagka-February. Ano po yon? Chinese New Year. Okay, so anyway, so... <laughs> Thank you to Pastor Chico. Okay, so, uh, yun po na alam natin. Okay, because February 14 is about, of course, about love. That's why, sasamantalahin po natin na maintindihan ng mga tao kung ano, ano po talaga ang pagmamahal, ano pa talaga ang pag-ibig. Because there are a lot of definition about love. Sino na rito ang natuto po kayo magmahal at maruno kayo magmahal? Sino rito yung luha? Hindi, huwag na nang sabihin na luhaan kayo, no? Talagang duguan kayo sa pagmamahal. Pero... Lahat po tayo, marunong tayong magmahal. At, at alam ko, naiintindihan po natin, iba-iba ang level ng pagmamahal po natin. But it is our hope that uh, we will understand, uh, you know, what love really is, especially with regards to husband and wife. And again, if you are not married, kung hindi po kayo kasal, at hindi po kayo po ay solo, or probably kung kayo ay single, and if your uh, spouse is no longer here, at uh, siya po ay nasa Panginoon na, then you can still relate to this message because I do believe that... Uh, you know, the scripture also says that uh, God is our husband at the same time. At hindi po kayo nag-iisa. Kasama po niyo palagi ang Panginoon. And you will learn from this uh, passage, especially passages, because you can also even uh, apply this and uh, transfer this, you know, to your uh, niece or nephews or probably yung mga uh, next generation, no, na makakarinig po sa inyo. So, let us start off. Can I invite everyone to stand up with me, please? And let's open, uh, open our Bible. Ephesians chapter 5, 22 to 30. Okay, Ephesians 5, 22 to 30. I'll, I'll just uh, place my Bible here. 5, 22 to 30. It says here, my subheading is about wives and husbands. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ... So also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated it says here, his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much again for this uh, passage that we are going to read and study. We ask and pray that your Holy Spirit will be the one to teach us, and we pray that we will not leave this place unchanged, Lord. God, continue to speak to us, Lord, and we ask and pray, Lord, that you will open, Lord, everyone's mind so that we will see, Lord, your purpose, Lord, in our life, especially as married couple. Once more, Lord, we glorify you, we honor you. This we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people say, Almighty. Amen. Amen. You may all take your seats, please. Now, there's a lot of people, of course, who wanted to get married, and you have an ideal wedding. Kaya nga sabi ko, minsan kapag nagkakasal po kami, um, ano, ang gaganda na po ng mga kasal ngayon. Sobrang tindi ng, uh, you know, mga videos. Minsan may mga drones. Na drones. Sabi ko ng panahon, uh, panahon ni na Pastor Sunny, wala nun eh. Okay? So, kaya, wala, wala mga ganon. Kung baga, Ngayon lang meron mga ganon. And at the same time, you can immediately uh, watch the video after the wedding. So, ang gaganda na ng mga, ano, ng mga uh, weddings ngayon. But however, that, is on, that only lasts for a few hours. But real marriage, yung marriage po talagang kailangang paghandaan natin ng gusto. Kasi dahil ang marriage, it will really last you know, for a lifetime. And you have to be prepared for that. Again, I have nothing against uh, how much you spend in terms of wedding. You can spend 10,000 pesos, you can spend 5,000 pesos in your wedding day or probably half a million pesos if you like, or one million plus pesos. I mean, that's up to you, if you, if you can. But however, the most important thing that you need to really prepare is the marriage. Yung pong marriage talaga, ang kaya ng paghandaan po ninyo. Kasi kaya nyo pong paghandaan yung kakainin ng visita, yung mga isusuot ninyo, yung mga venue. But the real marriage, yung totoo pong marriage, yun po ang talagang kailangan nating tingnan at paghandaan ng gusto. Because if you are not prepared for that, then 
baliwala po yung ating mga na-prepare noon. I remember, uh, me and my wife, kami po ng wife ko, uh, before we even uh, got married, we attended a number of um, uh, seminars about um, sa mga couples kahit na hindi pa kami uh, kasal noon. And we are, I believe that we are still, enga- we, we, are, we were engaged for a year. Kasi naalala ko, kami lang po ito, no? Sabi ko sa sarili ko, kapag sinabi kong I love you sa isang babae, gusto ko yung babae yun yung pakakasalan ko na. Hindi ako magbibitaw ng I love you sa isang babae na hindi ako sigurado na siyang pakakasalan ko. So talaga nireserve ko talaga yung I love you na yon. Honestly, talaga as in, ano. Because I, I, I grew up understanding that relationship and at the same time love and at the same time marriage is very, very sacred. Hindi po natin dapat paglaruan ng ating damdamin. Don't even play with your emotion. Especially, don't play with the emotion of that woman. Dahil ang emotion po ng babae ay very, very fragile. Na kapag halimbawa ang ginawa mo ay pinaglaruan mo ang kanyang emotion, then the tendency is that, you know, magkakalamat po yan. Don't do that. But we have to always be careful, especially sa mga men. No? You don't uh, go beyond. Kung halimbawa ikaw ay maghahatid, wag mo namang tapos biglang friend zone lang pala ang dating ng babaeng yon, Okay? Magtatakay babae, bakit kaya ako hinahatid nito palagi? Araw-araw. Binibigyan ako ng Jollibee araw-araw. Tapos pagdating ng panahon, yung pala, ano, kaibigan lang pala. So again, <laughs> okay, muntik na magi Parang ano na to, ha? single uh, seminar yata ito. Okay? So don't do that. But however, you have to always be careful with emotion. Because emotion is very, very important and needs to be understood. That's why uh, I, I'm also uh, fortunate that my wife also um, thinks in that way. Because sabi ng misis ko naman, sa kanya, sa kanya naman to, sabi niya, hindi siya oo-oo sa isang lalaki hanggat hindi yung lalaking yon ang kanyang papakasalan. At hindi niya bibitawan yung saltang I love you kapag hindi siya sigurado sa kanyang papakasalan. E buti na lang nagtugma kaming dalawa. Kaya, kaya ngayon, kami, kami yung ano, no, binigyan ng pag, uh, pagkakataon ng Panginoon. And we have now a testimony to tell to our children. That is why in marriage, you have a testimony to tell to your children. Don't, if you are a single person right now, if you are a single person, can you please raise up your hand? Kung kayo po ay single person and marriageable, yun mga nag-aaral, huwag kayo magtataas ng kamay muna ha, hindi pa panahon, mag-aaral muna kayo. But if you are working and at the same time, you are still single, then preserve yourself. Wait for that right person, godly person, that will come uh, your way. And I believe that you, one, one day, you will give your testimony to your children. At yung mga anak ninyo, magtatanong yan, pa, ma, Dad, ma, uh, mommy, paano ba kayo? How did you two, are, uh, I mean, how did the Lord allow you to meet together? How did you court my mom? And I hope that the story is the same. Pareho yung story. Kasi pag magkaiba yung story, if the story are different, then that will be a big problem. So again, speaking of marriage, you have to always consider that. Now, again, let me just uh, point to you to this passage first before I move on. Because if you are a solo parent, if you are a single person, again, I said that you can relate from, uh, to this message because the Bible also says that for your maker is your husband and the Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer, the God of the whole earth he is called. That's in Isaiah 54.5. We have to understand that God is the one who takes care of us. God is the one who provides for us. That's why he is our maker. He is our husband. And we are also, even the church is also the bride. It says here in Revelation 19.7, it says, Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. You have to make yourself ready, meaning the, the bridegroom will come to a church that is spotless and blameless. And that is, that, that is what we should be, spotless and blameless. Nakita na ba kayo ng kinasal na sobrang dami ng putik na kanyang uh, gown? I mean, uh, you know, every bride is preparing for that day. Every bride is really preparing that, that day on the day of the wedding. His gown will really be so beautiful and excellent and very, very clean. And the same thing for us. It is a symbol that you have to really prepare for the coming bridegroom. And again, we can again go back and relate to this passage. Now, let me also try to quote that if you want to get married, okay, kung gusto niyo po magpakasal, ito pa ang promise ni Paul. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. 1 Corinthians 7.28 Malimit bang kinukot ito sa wedding? Hindi. Pero ito yung, ito yung sinasabi ni Paul. Ngayon, sasabihin natin, parang ayoko na yata magpakasal. Now, medyo tindihan pa po natin sa next version. Okay? I'd like to quote another version. Sabi kasi dito, you will have, uh, those who marry will have worldly troubles. 
the next version CEV, but those who marry will have a lot of trouble. Now, sino pang gusto magpakasal? And the word trouble here, you know what? The word trouble here, when I tried to check this in the Greek word, it says, really, from the word thripsis, it means anguish, it means affliction, burden, pressure, and tribulation. Wow. Who among you here could say that you have a perfect marriage? Can you please raise up your hand? Because there is no such thing as a perfect marriage. There is what we can call a glorious marriage. But there is no such thing as a perfect marriage because every marriage has, its, has their own flaws. Meron pong kanya-kanyang flaw ang mga marriage po natin. And not even us, kahit nasabi mong pastor pa yan, at minister pa yan, or church leader pa yan, may mga flaws rin ang kanilang mga marriage. We have our own flaws. But however, of course, not everyone, of course, are called not to marry. Everyone of us has the desire, the desire to get married. Sino rito yung gusto mong magpakasal one day at gusto mong magkaroon sa limong pamilya if you are single? nakikita mo yung sarili mong meron kang pamilya pagdating ng araw. Taas ang kamay. Yung mga nagtataas ng Lord, ha, ang i-bless ninyo ng, ng spouse. This is the promise. However, of course, you have to understand that not everyone, of course, are called to be celibate. Bihira. I would say that there's only a few people that you can say that there are people who are called to be celibate. And although this is, a pro- this is again, uh, what Paul observed and understood, we understand also that who handles our problem and our trouble. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said that He has overcome, of course, the world. We have to trust Him. That is the one who's going to really uh, be with us as we go through along the way. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9, it says here, But if they cannot exercise self-control or cannot restrain themselves, at talagang as in, they should marry. They should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Sa King James, ang sabi rito, diretsyo. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. Talagang nag-aapoy ka na, gusto mo na talagang magpakasal. Okay? Kung talagang gusto mo talaga, then walang pipigil sa'yo. And at the same time, the Lord, of course, called you to get married. There's no problem with that. It's not a sin to get married. Because even I myself is also a married person. But however, you have to understand that when you jump into the marriage... There will be, you know, uh, why? there are troubles, there are difficulties, there are hardship. Why? Because magkaipa pong personality magsasama sa si isang bahay, sa si isang bubong. Parang ganito po yan, no? There are opposite things in this world. I mean, like for example, a female socket and a male plug, for example. Opposite. Merong hammer, merong nail. And at the same time, the same also goes with, of course, gender. There's a male and there's a female. Because if our personality is different as a male then the lady that we're going to get married with has a personality that can also even fill up that kind of thing that we lack. So, magkaiba. Kasi kapag halimbawang uh, babae sa babae, hindi pa pwede. That is why, it, I mean, marriage was not designed for male to male and female to female. Don't even think of redefining marriage. You cannot redefine marriage because God designed that in that way already as male and female. If some people today are trying to redefine marriage by saying male could, be get, could, could get married to a male, then they are trying to wreck the design of marriage. And that is not marriage. Hindi po yun ang definition ng marriage. Marriage can be found only, of course, in the pages of the scripture, and it was explained in the scripture very, very clearly that it's only for male and female, man to woman. Dahil magkaibang personality, and once they have different personality, then they can complement each other. Kaya, may kita mo na minsan, kinokorek ni misis si mister. Pag kinorek ka ni, mis, ni, ni misis, magpakorek ka. Ibig sabihin, meron kang problema doon sa era na yon. Kapag sinabi sa'yo, alam mo may problema ka rito eh. Ako may, baka ikaw may problema. Ay away na yon kapag gaganon. That is why you have to always, you know, be corrected in that area. Kasi meron siyang napapansin na hindi mo napapansin. Somebody should, I mean, somebody should see your back. Nobody, you can see your back. Subok mo tingnan likod mo, baliliig mo. That is why somebody needs to see your back and somebody needs to scratch that. Kasi kung halimbawa ang gagawin mo, titingin mo likod mo, ang hirap eh. You have to always rely on that person that you trust most and that is none other than your spouse. That is why speaking about this, there are people who want to get married and normally I ask this, why do you want to get married? Why do you want to get married? Especially sa mga nagpapa, gusto na magpakasal. 
And some of the reasons that they say, ito, medyo ginatari ko po yun, and magugulat kayo sa mga sagot nila, they are valid, no? they are valid naman. Sabi na, gusto namin pakasal, Pastor, because uh, mahal ko siya. Okay? I love him. Siyempre, kailangan mo talagang pakasal kasi mahal mo. Alam mo magpakasal sa hindi mo mahal. I love him. Okay? Or I love her. Sabi na, may ipon na kasi kami. Ah, okay. Paano ka nimbawang wala ka pang ipon so kahit na mag-50 years, hindi pa kayo magpapakasal? I mean, you have to trust the Lord that the Lord will be the one to bless you. Naalala ko before, sabi nga sa akin ni Miss Koy, alam mo nang nagpakasal ka sa akin, ang sweldo mo pang binata, ang lakas ng loob mo talaga, ay sabi ko, faith kay Lord. Binless naman ni Lord, praise God. Because my wife really prayed for me. Sabi niya sa akin, alam mo, June, pagdating ng araw yung sweldo mo, hindi na magiging pang binata yan. Ito yung magiging sweldo mo. Sinulat pa niya, muntik na ako, malaglag sa silya. Sabi ko, parang hindi yung atayang magiging sweldo ka. Hindi, pinagpipray kita eh. Buti na lang, ang misis natin pinagpipray tayo. Kaya nga, mga misters, i-remind you naman si me, pag-pray mo naman ako. Kung gusto mo, huwag ganito sweldo ko, pag-pray mo ako. Sabi na iba, tumatanda na kasi kami. Kaya kailangan na magpakasal. Ilang taon na ba kayo? 50? Ay talagang kailangan nyo talaga magpakasal. Kailangan na. Medyo matagal-tagal na yan. Ah. Eh? Ang iba naman sabi na, gusto na kasi namin, gusto na kasi ng mga magulang namin magkaapo. Aba, kumbaga pressure sa mga magulang. Kailan ba kami magkakaapo? Okay? Mga, lo, mga no, parents na meron kayo anak. If you have children who are 20 plus years old or 30, uh, probably 30 years old, don't pressure them get married just because you wanted to have grandchildren. Pumunta ka nalang sa mga orphanage doon ka mag-alaga. Okay? Para at least, ano, ma-enjoy mo yung mga bata roon. At least, makakatulong ka pa sa kanila. Kasi na, wala silang mga parents. Some people also say, ayaw ko pong tumandang mag-isa. Kaya gusto ko, aba, nagsama ka pa. Ano yun? Parang, para lang may kasama ka. Ay, iba naman sa amin na, gusto na namin magkaanak. Ah, okay. So, parang gamitan na. Okay. Ito yung medyo matin, ito yung medyo ano, ito yung problema kapag ito yung rason. Sabi niya, may nangyari na sa amin. Ay, ito yung wag niyong gagawin. May nangyari sa, na sa amin, kaya ka magpapakasal. At yung matindi rito, buntis po ako, pastor. Ah, like, <clears throat> matinding usapan ito kapag ganito. Some of the reason, valid reason, but of course, not always the right answer because hindi porke buntis, eh, kailangan magpakasal because you have to understand that Marriage is not the answer because you are, just, you are pregnant. Dahil baka mga mayan, napilitan ka lang. But the point here is that this is really more of like uh, something that is s- centered on you. Now, let me just point, no? Verses 7 and 8. I, I understand that I have already given this, but it is also good for us to be reminded. Because some people started with friends, acquaintance rather. Nagkakakilala sila. Tapos once nagkakilala, nagkatinginan. Tapos nagkatinginan, naging magkaibigan. At nung naging magkaibigan, aba, naging close na maging magkaibigan. They became close friends. After they became close friends, then they enter into a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. But however, the problem is that in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, if you are not accountable with somebody, nobody is praying for you, nobody is trying to guide you, then something happened, of course, something happens. But however, let me move on. No? Itong proposal engage is next to boyfriend-girlfriend. Pagka naging boyfriend-girlfriend, for probably 30 years kayo mag-boyfriend-girlfriend. Tsaka lang magpo-propose. At saka lang magpapa-engage. Sabihin, will you marry me? Okay. At pagkatapos na nung end, marriage. In the boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, something happens... I'm not saying that every time, okay, or all the time it happens. But there are times something happens with this. Because in this, there are petting, there are fornication, there are sexual immorality that are happening, or that can happen in this kind of relationship. And I would say that you have to guard yourself in this relationship. Especially if nobody is trying to guide you and nobody is praying for you and standing with you. I have nothing against boyfriend and girlfriend, but you just have to be really guarded. Lalo na kapag halimbawang kung saan-saan pumupunta. Sini tayo, tapos holding hands, yung holding hands, kamay ng lalaki, sa balikat na, ah, ba't ko alam yun? Okay, anyway. Hindi uh, ko. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you just don't know where this will go. Especially in this area. That is why for the women, if you are single, you have to always remind the person, the guy, 
that guy should not be after only your beauty and your body, but there is a purpose, really, why you are into that kind of relationship. And if something happens, then they will now go to marriage. Now, if that's, and now that you are married, sometimes, you know, this, this happens also. That married couple, of course, are married, and I mean, the couple becomes married, and after that, everything now is surrounding in their own world. They have their own world. And everything is centered on them. You know, raising up children, um, buying a house. I, again, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes, you know, centering on their career, raising up, of course, um, successful children, and at the same time, uh, je- promoting themselves, especially in another level of their income, and everything is centered on them. So their own world becomes too small. Why? Because it's centered on them. So it becomes a what? Self-centered marriage. But however, the Lord doesn't want us to be in that kind of position. Because the Lord wants us to expand, especially if you want to get married. Because there's a purpose why the Lord wants us to get married. So that we can bring, of course, the gospel to the whole world with our spouse, with the person beside us. And that does not, of course, speak of a self-centered marriage, but it speaks of a missional marriage. Meron pong mission kung bakit kayo nagpakasal. Hindi lamang para meron kang kasama sa buhay. Hindi lang para pagkatumanda ka is that you have somebody with you when you are already old. It's not just to raise up children and one day, yung anak mo siyang magsusuporta sa'yo. Anak ka, pag nakagrad ka, supportahan nyo kami ng maamamamuha. Binigyan mo pa ng trabaho pagdating ng araw. It's not about that only. But then again, there's a purpose. That's why we want to talk about missional marriage. What is missional marriage? According to this, according to this author, no? itong author na to, hindi ko lang kilala, pero kilala ko yan eh. A missional marriage is a kind of marriage that does not end on the success of a husband and a wife in overcoming the challenges in their relationship and building a family. It is, it is a marriage that overcomes the challenges to fulfill the Great Commission not only in their very own generation, but around the world. Dumalaki po ang ating mission. Hindi lamang po sa atin nakasentro, kundi sa gawain ng Panginoon. Pagdating ng araw, when the time comes, your husband will not be your husband in heaven. When the time comes, your children will not be your children in heaven. Sa tingin mo, asawang pa yan? Hindi na. Sa tingin mo, anak mo pa rin yan? Yung mga anak mo, pagdating sa langit? Hindi na. Magkakapatid na po tayo sa Panginoon. Yun eh kung halimbawa ang Krisyano rin po yung inyong asawa. Kaya siguro din niyo po, kung sino yung Krisyano, Krisyano ka ba para magsama tayo roon ha? At kapatid kita sa Panginoon. Because one day, your husband will not really be your husband. Because our goal here really is to advance God's kingdom here in this world as a married couple. There's a purpose for everything. What are the ways to develop a missional marriage? Well, let me share with you the first one. Simple po, no? Wives, submit your husbands in Christ. And the men will say, at least may mga limang men na nagsabing amen, okay? Wives, submit your husband. Wives, submit your husbands in Christ. Inuna po ito. And you will, it is very interesting why the Lord really addressed this first. It says here, Wives, submit your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, the word here that I'd like us to focus is the word submit. The word submit really, it came from a word, no, a, little, a literal word, that really means to ordain or determine yourself to place beneath. In other words, sinabihan mo sarili mo, you have to submit. You have to submit. You have to submit. Bakit? Kailangan mo talagang asin utusan yung sarili mo. Dahil the tendency for women is not to submit. Aminin po ng mga women. Minsan, di ba? Gusto mo minsan na gawin yung gusto mo. Kahit na ito na sinabi ng mister, pero meron kang sarili pa rin agenda at gusto mo pa rin na baguhin yon. Amen ba? Okay, you just have to be, sa'yo, sa sarili mo lang, amen. O nga, tama si pastor. And in this case, you have to really talk to yourself and say, you have to submit. Why? Because when we talk about the word submission, 
in the book of Genesis, I'd like to quote this because really submission is, I would say, this is really part of the curse if you go back to the book of Genesis. I would say, I would say that in the book of Genesis, in Genesis 3.17, it says, to the woman, he said, I will surely multiply your pain in childbearing. In, in pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. The word desire there, the, now you have to understand, this is, one, this is part of the curse that was given after they fell into sin. Okay? The word desire here and the word rule can also be found in the book of Genesis, uh, one chapter after Genesis 4 7. That also says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, it says there, sin is crouching at the door, its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Now, the word desire there is the same word that was used in Genesis 3. Now, it's also interesting because the word rule in this passage simply means to what? To seek control over. Now, let me just give you an idea about what Dr. John MacArthur has to say about this passage. Because he tried to research on this, and it was really very helpful for us to really see the overall understanding of Genesis chapter 3. He said, in Genesis chapter 4-7, God essentially warns Cain, sin desires to control you, you must master it. Sin wanted to master Cain, but God commanded Cain to master sin. Based on linguistic and thematic parallels between the, this verse and Genesis chapter 3.16, the latter may be translated, and this is how it, was, it should be translated. I mean, pwede mong translate in this way. Your desire will be to control your husband, but he will rule over you. So therefore, ang talagang desire ng babae is really to rule over her husband. Yun talagang desire niya. And that's what it means. That's part of the curse. You have to understand. But however, ang sabi rito, but the husband will rule over you. Yung rule rito is not a kind rulership, but it's a brutish kind of rule. Yun talagang medyo diktador. Kasi parang yun-usurp ng wife yung position ng husband. So si husband, ang gagawin niya, lalabanan yun. Kaya ang problema, magbabanggaan yung dalawa. And this is what he continued to say. The curse on Eve was that the woman's desire would henceforth be to usurp man's headship, yet he would resist that desire and subdue it through brutish means. So talagang lalaban niya. That's why I am not surprised why the book of Ephesians says, Husbands, love your wives. Kasi may tendency ang husband na kalabanin niya at banggain niyang misis niya at ang tendency, he wants to rule over his wife in a dictatorship way. Pero dapat hindi. Dapat pagmamahal. And later on, we'll address that. For the wives, you have to really see this and at the same time understand this. Because there's a tendency for the wives to really control. And at the same time, sometimes, sabi nga nila, may biro nga, di ba? If the husband is the head, the wives are the neck that turns the head. And there's a truth in that, sometimes. Sabi nga, may napan nga ako, sabi niya, well, I'm actually the... I'm actually the leader of the house, but not really the leader. Because somebody is ruling in that house. It becomes a joke, but however, there's a truth in that. That is why for the wives, you have to check yourself. Tingnan niyo po ang sarili niyo. Baka mamaya ang nangyari, hindi po natin nabibigyan ng pagkakataon ang mister po natin na mag-rule ng ating bahay. Help him. Teach him. Because you are the helper of the house. Kayo po ang helper ng husband ninyo and nobody will help your husband more than you. Alang nga namang si secretary ang mag-help dyan. Delikado. Alang nga namang si kumare ang mag-help dyan. Lalong delikado. You have to help your husband. Pray for your husband and say, you know what? I believe that you are the leader of our household and I believe that you will be the provider of our family. I believe that you will be the one to rule over and at the same time rule with love in this, in this, in this household. You have to always remind, you, re, remind him of that. That's the role of the wife. Helper means somebody who looks from afar, protecting the head. Yun po ang ibig sabihin sa Hebrew nun, ezer. Somebody who looks from afar and to protect the head. Kasi ang picture po ng ezer is a picture of an eye, a picture of a head, and a picture of a person holding a weapon. 
Ulitin ko, a picture of an eye, a picture of a head, ulo, and a picture of a person holding a weapon. Now, ang interpretation po nun, hindi yung, yung person na merong weapon, ikakat niya head, hindi po yon. Ang picture po nun is that this person is looking from afar, afar with the eyes, protecting the head with the weapon. Kasi alam niya na pagka the head is of course pulled down, if something happens to the leader, then the whole household falls apart. That's why whenever the wife reminds the husband, alam mo, kailangan mo na yatang magbawas, medyo parang bumibigat ka na, makinig ka. Dahil baka mamaya nga naman, eh, may nangyari sa katawan mo na hindi mo alam. If the, if, the, if the wife says, you know what, you have to come back home early because you don't have any time anywhere with our children. Minsan parang puro ka na trabaho. You're always working and working without any time anymore with your children. You have to learn to listen. Why? Because the wife can see something from afar that if you continue on with that kind of practice, your relationship with your children will be affected. That is why it's very, very necessary for you to also listen and to hear from your wife. Ang gusto lang talaga ng mismo ay para mapabuti ka. Hindi para diktahan ka, kundi para tulungan ka na ma-fulfill mo ang leadership mo sa loob ng bahay. Can I hear an amen for the wife? Amen. Amen. You know what? The role of the wife is very, very crucial. Because sometimes, you know, these things happen. As, and I would say that if, our, if the wife is a believer, wow, praise God for that. But what if, for example, the wife is not a, is not a believer? But what if the wife is not a follower of the Lord? Then, or probably, I would say, what if the husband, you know, is not a follower of the Lord? Anong gagawin ng wife kapag hindi following ni Lord yung husband? The Bible also says in 1 Peter 3, 1-2, Wives, in a similar way, place yourselves under your husband's authority. Some husbands may not obey God's word. Some husbands may not, of course, be a follower of the Lord. And it says here, Their wives could win this man for Christ by the way they live without saying anything. Ang lakas po nang dating nun. Pag nakita po yung testimony niyo. If your husband, who is not a follower of the Lord, sees that your life has changed, then your husband will come to know Jesus Christ because they can see Jesus Christ in you. But if you try to resist him and not obedient to the Lord, not being obedient to the Lord, then it's difficult for the husband sometimes to go with you to church. Because why? Because they can see the changes in your life. That's why it says there, you have to always you know, be watchful of the way or, or the things that you do in order to be a good testimony. In God's word translation, in First Peter 3, 1-2, it says their husbands would see how, how pure and reverent their lives are. O observahan ka ng asawa mo. Titingnan niya ang buhay mo. At kapag halimbawang nakita niyang magandang buhay mo, then you will be able, able to win them over for the Lord. Ephesians 5.24 20, says, Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Now again, you can talk about things, you can discuss about things, hindi naman porque submission is a blind submission, hindi po yon. But you have to talk about these things and come into agreement. But at the same time, trust, of course, your husband in you know many ways so that you can, you can also allow him to, to lead your own household. Kaya nga marami po, may mga husband po na minsan, mamas boy pa rin. Kapag halimbawang nawalan lang ng, pag, ng, ng ano, pagat, panggatas sa bahay, tatawag kay mami. Mami, wala po kang panggatas. Mami, wala po kami pera ngayon, baka pwede makahiram. You are not teaching your husband that way, but you know, pray for him. Learn to always lift up your husband to the Lord. Second, aside from that, it's now time for the husband to also hear this. Sasabihin, ayan, ang pagkakataon na to ha, okay, makinig ka mabuti, tapos na kami, okay? Husbands, be loving to your wives in Christ. Be loving. Dapat mahalin mo ang iyong asawang babae. Hindi po yung iba. Yung pinakasalan mo ang mamahalin mo. Ephesians 5.25 says, okay, let me just go back. Husbands, be loving to your wives in Christ. Be loving. Who among you are here are, are, are husbands. Sino ba rito yung husbands? Can you raise up your hand? Okay. Do you love your wife? Thank you sa 20 na tao na sumagot. Okay. Mamaya yung mga iba mag-usap tayo sa counseling. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her. 
having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Now, the word love here speaks of the word agapao, which is unconditional love. Yun po yung unconditional. Kahit na anong makita mo sa kanya, kahit na hindi mo gusto yung kanya ugali, even though you can see that you know the attitude of your wife is very, very different from you, you don't like her attitude, you have to still love her unconditionally. Kahit, Pastor, ibig sabihin kahit na amoy galunggong amo, kahit na. Kahit na hindi nag-aayos na mabuti, kahit na. Mahalin mo pa rin. You have to love your wife. Kasi hindi doon nasusukat yon. And you have, you have to always love her unconditionally. Kahit na nager, okay lang, mahalin mo pa rin. Sa tingin mo nager, pero baka mamaya reminder ang ginagawa niya sa'yo. You have to always love her. Because once the wife sees that, then you will really be, you will really see how she will respond. You can love her in many ways. Maglabas ka man lang ng basura, ilabas mo yung basura sa labas ng bahay, hindi sa kalye, tapon mo lang sa basurahan, ayusin mo naman yung mga faucet na sira sa loob ng bahay, fix the faucet. Or probably, you can probably clean the house if you like. Don't just spend your time in front of TV and watch CNN. And at the same time, order, like order something. You say, can you please bring me, you know, I, I want to a cup of coffee, please. Ano yung restaurant? Ginawa mong waiter yung misis mo. Don't do that. But loving your wife, you know, can be explained in many different ways. There's a lot of definition for loving your wife. The next passage says that he might sanctify her. This is interesting. No? Yung next passage. That he might sanctify her. Now, remember, this is a picture of Christ loving the church. Christ setting apart the church. Sabi dito, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Ibig sabihin, if Christ is setting apart the church through the word of God, the same thing also with the husband. The husband must also sanctify the wife through the word of God. In other words, bago pa magkaroon ng pastor ang iyong pamilya, ikaw muna ang pastor sa loob ng bahay. Ikaw ang dapat nag-lead ng pamilya mo sa Panginoon. You have, to, you have to always lead your family using the word of the Lord. Ikaw unang mag-pray, ikaw yung mag-lead sa kanila sa Bible study, you have to always lead them in the area of discipleship. You have to always, you know, be the one to be early to go to church if you want really to lead them well. Ikaw ang dapat makitaan nun. Hindi yung si Mrs. Ay, uh, pag sa prayer palagi si Mrs. na lang. Pag sa, you know, studying the Bible si Mrs. na lang. No, don't do that. But you have to learn to lead. Why? Because you are the one who is commanded by the Lord to lead. You set your family apart. Because one day there will be an accountability to be made. How you brought your family also to the Lord. Leaders. You are the leader of your own household. You have to be the spiritual person who should lead your family to the Lord. Ephesians 5, 27-28 says, So that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, it says there, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. As to how you take care of yourself, husbands, you also have to take care of your wife at the same time. Remember, you are the cultivator of your wife. That's why you have to always give her the time for beautification. I'm not kidding. Because the moment that you see that your wife is very, very, very beautiful in your sight, that simply means that you know how to take care of your wife. Kapag nakita po ng mga tao na, wow, ang ganda-ganda naman ng misis mo, ang galing mo naman mag-alaga. Pero pag sinabing, yan ba yung misis mo? Ibang usapan na yan. Tawagin mo na, sabi sa'yo eh, sabi sa'yo, bigyan mo ako ng ano eh, pang spike, o talaga. <laughs> Why? Because people will try to judge, of course, how you take care of your wife in front of the Lord. And sabi nga na scripture, for a man, in 1 Corinthians 11, 7, for a man ought not to cover his head since he is the image and glory of God, but woman is the what? The glory of man. Palta pa natin sa isang version. CEV. Sabi rito, women or wives were created to bring honor to men 
or their husbands. That's why when people sees, of course, the wife, at sinabi lang, walang ka-honor, honor naman tong wife na to. Nako naman, ibig sabihin, medyo mag-double time ka. Magtrabaho kang mabuti para meron pang bigay kay misis. Sabi mo, sweetheart, magpaspa ka. Sweetheart, magpaayos ka. Kas-kas ka na, kas-kas niya. ka na sa kas, baka mamaya problema kayo sa kas-kasan, ha? Okay. Baka mamaya ay magkautang na kayo ng gusto. But the point here is that you have to take care of your wife. You have to cultivate her. Because if you will not cultivate her emotion and her needs, one day something will happen to the point that it will really explode. You have to address that. Communicate. Talk to her. Alamin mo kung nangyayari sa kanya. Hindi puro trabaho. Focus on, you know, the important things. That's why our priority should be, of course, God. Second is who? Our spouse. Third is our children. And fourth is our work or our ministry. If you try to prioritize your children first before your spouse, that will be a big problem. If you prioritize your work before your spouse, that will be a big problem. If you prioritize your work before God, that will be a big problem. In other words, you have to always put things in its proper priorities. Unahimo. Ephesians 5.29-30 says, For no one, says here, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of His own body. The Lord Jesus Christ nourishes us by feeding us with the word of the Lord. He takes care of us, provides for us. That's why for the husbands, love your wife. And if you learn to love your wife, then it's easy for your wife to respond right to you. Madali siya pang mag-respond sa inyo kapag mahal na mahal niyo po siya. Marami pong mga ways to love your wife. Ang makakaalam po niyan, kayo, huwag niyo pong hayaan na si kumpare ang makaalam. Delikado. Learn to know what your wife wants. Aside from loving, of course, your wife, the third is that, of course, to unite. Husband and wives be united always in Christ. Even though there are many differences between us, you have to always unite. Come into an agreement. Because if you are not in agreement, it's difficult to advance God's kingdom and to do the missions. It's difficult. That's why you have to be united. That's why it says here, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become what? One flesh. That's unity. Learn to live and cleave to each other. Wag po kayong, I mean, alam ko na, there are a lot of reasons why you wanted to stay with your in-laws, but if you have the chance, really, obey this mandate. Punta po kayo, lipat po kayo ng bahay para yung authority po mapunta sa husband. In other words, ang hirap po ng dalawa ang ulo sa loob ng bahay. Isang ulo na kay mister at isang ulo na kay inlo o na kay biyanan. Ang hirap po nun. Pag dinisiplina mo ang mga bata, lalabas tatakbo ko kay lolo. Lolo, si daddy, pinalo ako. Ba't mo pinapalo tong apo ko? Ayun na ang problema. You have to always understand that this is still the right way to go. As long as, of course, the in-laws will not uh, try to uh, mediate and at the same time uh, try to oppose you in the things that you want to do with your family. Kailangan po natin maintindihan that you know you have to be united in everything. And I'm uh, showing you a picture as well. That And again, when I show you this picture, I'm, again, I'm just telling you the, the, the fact, but of course, you still have your own decision. Probably some of you, baaring matamano, you know, nasa sitwasyon po kayong ganito, but uh, I hope that you will not really uh, take it against uh, me. But uh, you pray for it. Kasi may mga iba po that their husband or their wife is, you know, abroad. Umaalis po sila. And for the longest time, minsan, you know, ang tagal bago bumalik, nag-uusap na lang sila saan? Sa Skype or probably sa social media. This is not the way that the Lord wants us to do. Pray that someday you will be together. Ipanalangin nyo na it's either siyang umuwi rito at mag-i-bless ng Panginoon rito sa Pilipinas or kayo ang pumunta roon at ang buong pamilya at magsama kayo. But don't accept, you know, these things. Because I believe that the Lord has a plan for you together. Be united always in the things that the Lord wants you to do. Reasons for a husband and a wife to be united is what? To raise up godly, biological generation. Second is to honor the Lord through their wealth. 
you have to be united in that way as well. The reason why they are united is so that they could serve the Lord in the church ministries. Fourth is that the reason why they are united and they should be united is that for them to grow through His Word, the Scripture. The reason why they should be united is that so that they could reach out to the lost through discipleship. The reason why they should be united is that for them to protect themselves from sexual immorality. Imagine if your spouse is not there with you. The reason why they should be united is that they could pray together. And at the same time, the reason why they should be united also is that they could fulfill their sexual needs. And lastly is to continue to serve the Lord even in their old age. There's a lot of reasons here. And I would say that this must be kept into our own mind and say, Lord, we want to be missional in our marriage. Nice po namin maging missional. Because if we will not be missional, then we are missing the point of marriage. Kaya nga dapat Krisyano po ang ating spouse. Because if our spouse is not a believer, then lalabas, pansin yung sinabi sa 2 Corinthians 6.14, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Wala. Ang tendency, yung isa, madadapa. Ang isa, mahirapan kang hatakin yung isa. Pagka mag-iiba. The yoke here means yung yoke po na ito. That's a picture of the yoke. Hirap kang hatakin yung isa. Gusto mong pumunta ng church, yung isa naman tinatamad. Ayaw niya. Gusto magbigay ng tithes and offering. Sabi niya, wag, ano ba yan? Pinagkakaparahan na naman kayo ha. Gusto mong mag active sa ministry. Ano ba yan? Mer- meron pa tayong pupuntahan. Mamasyalan na tayo. It's difficult. You have to be united. Pray that one day, you and your spouse will be united in everything. Tamper Longman III said, and David E. Garland said, do not form any relationship, whether temporary or permanent, with unbelievers that would lead to a compromise of Christian standards or would jeopardize consistency of Christian witness. And why the separation? Because the unbeliever does not share the Christian's standards, sympathies, or goals. Magkaiba kasi. That is why you have to always be in unity in what you're doing, especially with your family, the way you raise up your next generation. Remember, you, your spouse, and the Lord. Ephesians, that's found in Ecclesiastes 4.12. You have to be missional. Wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. And once you do that, I would say that you are targeting, of course, one thing that is really important, which is unity, and you will be missional in your marriage. You have a mission in your marriage. It is not self-centered mission, but what? World mission. One day, gusto mong kasama ang, alam mo, natutuwa po ako sa isang couple na may edad na po sila, and uh, patuloy silang ginagamit ng Panginoon. They're already in their old age. Sabi ko, paglaki ko, gusto ko maging katulad nila. They are attending here in our church. Kanina po, nasa 9 o'clock sila. And I would say that that is really a picture of what the Lord wants us. Wag po, ka, wag po tayong ha, ma, papayag na tumatanda tayo ng walang pinagkakatandaan. Wag po tayong papayag na tatanda lang tayo na nag-aalaga lang po tayo ng apo at kakausapin yung halaman pagdating ng araw. At mag, alam mo, ang lagulago mo na ha. O ikaw, maglumago ka naman ha. Hindi po hanggang dun lang, may plano po si Lord sa atin. Do you believe that? Meron pong plano ng Panginoon sa atin. Last, let me just, let me give praise to the Lord right now. Let me go this last passage as we end. This mystery is profound and I'm saying that it refers to Christ in the church. It really is a mystery. Imagine Christ going here, coming here. He really stoop down and humble himself for us so that we can also even be righteous just like him. However, let each one of you again, remind Paul, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Husbands, I am pleading with you. Love your wife. Love your wife. Love your wife. Love your wife. Kung kinakailangan ko ulitin to na isang daang beses, uulitin ko. I'm not just preaching to you, I'm also preaching to myself. Wife, Respect your husband. 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 You have to do that. 
and be united in everything that you do. Come into agreement. Pray for each other. Start with a prayer today and say, enough of our differences. Enough. Ayoko na nang ganito. Nagbabangin tayo palagi araw-araw. Hindi tayo naging testimony sa mga anak natin. But I want us to be missional in our marriage. Raising up the next generation. Let's all stand up right now. Bow down your head for a moment, please. If you're prayer and you're asking for some prayer, saying, Pastor, can you pray for us? Probably your husband is not here or your wife is not here. Pray for us that we will always be one in everything that we do. And if your spouse is with you, hold the hand of your spouse right now and join me in this prayer as I pray also for you. And if you are a single person or a solo parent, stand with me in faith, believing that the Lord will also show Himself faithful to you as He is your husband. Lord God, I pray, just raise up your hand if you need prayer in this area. Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus. Step in, Lord God, in their situation. First and foremost, I'd like to pray for those married couples. Let their marriage, Lord, not be self-centered, but let it be God-centered. Let it, let it be centered, Lord God, on what you want them to do as a married couple. This is not about, Lord, just focusing, Lord God, on themselves. But this is about fulfilling your great commission and your mandate as well. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen them. Continue to unite them. I pray that you will always step in so that you can restore broken relationships, Lord. God, grant them forgiveness, especially if there are times that they hurt each other, let them offer their forgiveness right away. And let, the, let them learn also to ask for forgiveness. Remind them of humility. The way that you showed us humility, remind them, Lord, of those kind of that kind of attitude, Lord. And Lord, thank you so much because I believe also that even those who are not here, you are also going to unite them. That one day, they will be prosperous, Lord God, even in this land or outside of the country, together as a family, together as a couple. Lord, far be it that they will accept the situation na magkahiwalay po sila, Panginoon. That, but they will really cry out, Lord God, to you and say, Lord, Panginoon, pagsamahin niyo po kami. May plano kayo sa amin na pagsamahin niyo po kami. Huwag niyo pong hayaang magkahiwalay kami at kumikita lang siya ng pera sa abroad samantalang kami ay nandito. Lord, bigyan niyo po ng grace na magkasama po ang pamilyang ito. So that, Lord, they can experience also how, especially their children, experience the presence of their dad and their mom. Lord, I'll even pray for those who are solo parents and single people who are here. Let them always see that you are their husband and you have a plan and a purpose for them as well, preparing something for them, Lord, because I know, Lord, that they are also important in your kingdom. Thank you, Lord God, for using their life as a testimony for the many young couples out there. And I pray, Lord, that even, Lord God, as we become one, Let's always fulfill this mandate to honor the Lord Jesus Christ and to even just advance His name to wherever we go. Once more, Lord, the glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Give God a praise right now. Amen, amen.